welcome to the Embracing the Human Experience podcast. This is Mukda and I am Avinash. Uh, we've done about 10 episodes of this so far and we'll continue to create content around this primarily with the purpose of helping whoever you are watching this, uh, helping you understand what does it really mean to embrace the human experience that this life is a gift and it is not something that we treat with existential dread. We learn in fact how to embrace this one gift that we have. That's why we are here doing this. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about the keys that create more flow in your life. We've spoken about the mind, we've spoken about the body, we've spoken about emotions, we've spoken about uh, spirituality in the past. I think the last couple of podcasts were about finding your purpose itself. And uh, we just thought that today's topic is actually a great flow into what we want to discuss more. So what is this topic all about? What, what am I talking about when I say keys that will create flow in your life? So Mukda, what we are going to talk about na, is the thing that governs our life on this planet as well as beyond it. Like we, we are the sovereign human being. We are not certain humans or, you know, identified by the religion or the name or the community or the nationality. We are um, spiritual beings who are experiencing a human life here. And we are, uh, we are guided as much by the laws of the land as the laws of the universe. Yes. So we are going to look at the laws which are, you know, quasi-spiritual um, um, uh, in nature. Okay. Some of them are like totally earthly, totally 3D yeah. construct. Some of them are directly you're inheriting by virtue of you being a spiritual right. being. So we're going to look at each of these, uh, whatever we can cover in this episode. It's a, it's a, these are the keys which will guide your life, not only guide your life, it will allow you to have that kind of flow which gives you immense experience on this planet. Yeah. It's a different kind of yeah. experience on this planet once you understand these keys, once you accept and know how to work around How this. to use these. So actually even like when I say flow, right, like we, we were discussing this before, what do we really mean by flow? For me, flow is that state of being where you feel it, like you feel an inherent sense of peace within, where you are in joy, right? Like you are enjoying life. You are in joy with every experience that comes. So uh, it's, it's a state of being, it's a kind of life where you're not really banging against too many obstacles. You're not really like hitting too many walls. You're not feeling stuck and like suffocated. You're not feeling burdened by life. You are accepting everything that's coming your way, but you're flowing with life, right? You're flowing with every obstacle. So like if you look at how a boat flows through a river, it's not going to go and bang against every rock, right? The person who's navigating the boat knows how to navigate it so that every rock, every uh, obstacle, even maybe a tree that will come in between or even like alligators that might be there. The person who's navigating the boat would know how to go with the flow of the river without hitting these obstacles. Like they'd be able to spot the obstacle and make a small change in the direction and then veer off so that they can continue towards their destination. So that's what we really want to talk about. And um, yes, like you said, there are, there are quasi laws, there are man-made laws, there are universal laws that govern our existence. Um, of course, like one of them is natural law, which we'll talk about a little bit more. But we have to accept we live in society, right? We have to accept we live within this 3D cons, uh, construct which has its things that help move things around. If you completely deny the existence of those things, like I've seen this with a lot of spiritual people, yes. like they want to deny the, um, the uh, utility, the resourcefulness of money itself, right? Like how important money is in our day-to-day -day life. Spiritual people often kind of 
say that it's not necessary at all. If you deny these things that exist, were they made by man? Were they uh, a combination of like a collective agreement? Like society said, these are the things we need, so let's agree to this. Or did they come from like divine itself? Like God made these rules and these are inviolable. That's not so much for debate as much as the fact that the, these exist, these laws or rules or whatever, and the more you learn about them, the more you unlock the, those, those laws yeah. uh, so that uh, like what, so you're not breaking any of those laws, but you're like learning to bend around them and navigate around them. The easier your life will be and who wouldn't want that, right? Like yeah, exactly. Who wouldn't want more peace in their lives? So my, my actually, my designation or my role at iThrive is to create that flow, to yeah. ensure that flow happens and the obstructions are removed. But that is more from the practical point of view to just to understand how the government functions and how the company within yeah. that government has to function. And keeping our overall energy and overall ethos of our organization in mind, how do we navigate around that? That is what we are going to learn uh, as much as possible today, whatever we can cover. Yeah, and, and it's not like, so what we'll do is we'll just talk about the few that we know of a uh, little briefly and mm -hmm. then uh, over the next few podcasts, we'll actually go into each, each one more deeper. Yeah, right? that, that will make sense. E each yeah. of them is such a deep topic. Yeah. Uh, we can't do justice to all of them in just one podcast. Y you so can actually spend a lifetime to understand. Understand each. one, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so let's start with the one that I struggled with the most, which is uh, which for you came very naturally, yeah. which is which is the concept of time. Okay, now now time is not a law, time is not a rule. Mm. It it exists as a concept in this world, and if we refuse to abide by time, if we say that time is a man-made construct, you'll actually yeah. lose track of time, and you'll end up not doing a lot of things that you were supposed to do in the present moment itself, right? So. To me, I struggled a lot with it until Avinash actually um, went at a deep uh, programming level itself and kind of changed the program that I had around time. But that we'll cover in a more uh, in-depth podcast around time. But like, just what is time, Avinash? So we, we were having this discussion on the lunch table the other day. And everyone has their own idea of time. Yeah. My idea of time is it's it's like a scale. You just move from one place to another. Right. Your idea was it's a degradation. It's a... You know, uh, the extent of degradation which is yeah. happening in a biological That's field. one, one idea of one it. idea of Someone was talking about time being space itself, right? So you navigate around. Yeah. Space exists. Time is a and kind of vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Time is a kind of vehicle which allows you to go across and see, experience different things. So time per se is a different concept. Like if you follow theory of relativity, the time is a quantity, like it can be compressed, it can be measured, it can be pulled back. So there are so many possibilities still exist with time because we have not understood time. We only understand time in terms of the uh, amount of years we are spending mm. on this planet. So we look at time from that point, how much time do I have? I'm going that to leave. is still like, I think at a higher level, how much time do I have? Most people struggle with time in the sense of like being on time itself. There is too smallest. <laughs> yeah, it's like, for me, it's an everyday struggle because I get lost in like interdimensional stuff and then I have to suddenly keep track of time, but I was on time in office today. Yes, congratulations. Uh, but like something as simple as actually just showing up on time. <laughs> either for a physical meeting or for an online meeting, just keeping track of time itself is something that a lot of people struggle with, right? So, yeah. So understanding time is important, respecting time is important because I always insist time is a currency that you have. Use mm. it 
for your benefit like exchange it wherever you think it is necessary just like money you use time like you spend time to make money Mm. and that is how the time is important like you go to a job you spend 8 hours in return you get money that you use to buy pleasures or things that you like so understanding time uh, in terms of the value that it can create is important like sachin tendulkar makes so much of money in one second of time or one minute of a time i may not be making that kind of money but that is enough for me so understanding how much time value you carry how much value you can you know get out of that time you are willing to spend on certain activity and uh, that is what matters then you will understand ki being on time in the office or living on time from the office is so so important that the every um, every extra minute you are spending or every extra minute you are being late you are losing money you are right. losing resource right. you are losing your life in fact right. so understand time from that point of view you have wasted 5 minutes you lost 5 minute of your life you could have created so many experiences with this with that 5 minute of your time and that is how important time is to everyone i think what happens uh, with with someone like me right i don't feel like i wasted time it's just experience experience x versus experience y yeah you choose so, experience so i choose right so for me uh, whatever i mean we'll discuss time more in detail in terms of what you did uh, for me also how you helped me get it better get better at it is um, i had to put a boundary around experience x so that i could actually be at experience y when everyone else was exp- waiting for me at that y right yeah. so i had to move from this place to this place yeah. and allocate enough um time and space to move from this place to this place right like so, choosing yeah, experience understanding that experience x is created because you have that experience y without mm. that experience why you cannot have this have the pleasure of this experience pleasure of this yeah. experience so if you just like that spiritual people you are talking about na right. they don't understand this connection like that so they think this experience x is created on its own right. it doesn't get created on its own whatever you create with this another of why that is what allows is allows the space for this exactly true and i think you said a really beautiful thing that time is currency and i think it ties so well with what i was describing as the state of flow because if you're trying to navigate life you have to have the right currents working for you and i think time is one currency like that right so we'll just look at like these these currencies that you can use yeah. that will give you the that will keep you in the right current to kind of navigate around without too many obstacles getting in the way so time is that we'll speak more about time immediately in the next podcast yeah. uh what's the next one you want to talk about emotions emotions <laughs> <laughs> all right so, so the, the one one i was very good at the time when i am very bad at the emotion and you are good at it yeah so, so why why do you think we should talk about emotions as a currency for navigating life yeah i think uh, you know my idea of emotions is it's a kind of communication language between okay. uh, different beings of us like physical being and the mental being and the spiritual being and spiritual being only understand this feeling that feeling can only be understood through emotions that you create now emotions are created through your experiences on this planet right you have a pizza you have ice cream you create a joy or you have some something you're doing a swimming you're doing some activity which is creating some kind of joy the the swimming is not experienced by the soul the joy is experienced by the soul right so that is how important your emotions are so that's that's what emotions are for you yeah <clears throat> so like- what it makes sense it does it does but to me i think emotions are uh, 
far more important than that because every emotion is energy in motion like it's emotion right it's energy in motion and like time is something you could easily squander and lose energy there in terms of the money you can make or in terms of the experiences you can create with emotions if you're not aware if you're not understanding the currency of your emotions if you're not understanding how energy is moving through you and where your energy is taking you you could again squander away a lot of your energy right so it becomes super important to really understand your emotional states to become self-aware about your emotional states so that you're not squandering any of this emotion energy in motion this energy in motion is really what is going to give you the momentum it is the fuel okay so like going back to the boat example if you have to take your boat through many many things for the person who is navigating the boat it is like this is the energy that is really the fuel to be able to do the other actions right like even being on time it creates a certain emotional experience exactly. even the pleasure of uh, making money and uh, investing in things that matter to you it creates a certain emotional experience that emotional experience allows you to continue to navigate and allows you to continue to be on this journey because if you felt numb if you had no feelings your ship wouldn't move your boat wouldn't move you'd just be there you wouldn't go in any place right so energy yeah. is like emotions are energy in motion and that's why i think it's really really important to understand them to develop a vocabulary for your own emotions to understand what triggers what emotional states to understand who are the people that drain your emotion uh, by triggering certain states in you who are the people that add more energy to you by triggering certain states in you um, so i think emotions are very very powerful and what yeah, modern I, i always struggled with <laughs> like the modern uh, you know the working class but i have understood emotion in that uh, sense ki it needs to flow it as we are talking flow. about flow if you if your emotions are stuck it is going to be inside your body stuck and you you are seeing that with the kind of massages we are that yeah, yogic yeah, yeah, yeah. yogic relief massage that we are doing and every disease that we could be able we were able to correlate it is stuck inside your body It's because of emotion. the emotions stuck energy inside your body see unlike time time will continue to flow by flow, whether yes. you honor it whether you understand or not time is going to go money is going to go a lot of these other uh, keys that we'll speak about will continue to flow whether you become aware of them or not emotions are self generated and if you don't allow them to flow you are going to be stuck with them exactly and that stuck emotion can create so many illnesses from actual physical illnesses to mental illnesses to um to a degree at a societal level also stuck ah, emotions you, you are creating so many have, illnesses right you will have issue at every level of yeah. your existence relationship to your societal relation to your friendships to your spiritual chart um, whatever your yeah so emotions are super important and i think again we'll do another podcast we've done one on emotions but i think the one that we'll do will be more on like how actually giving we, uh, tools to people to flow how to uh, make it create flow. more flow with their own emotions um it, it's it's easier said than done uh, but it's a very experiential process and there are tools that can help you uh, so that is your favorite one what is the next one <laughs> what is the next one avinash you tell me i forgot I, we made a list of yeah, stuff yeah. that we, we could talk about money how money yeah, is another key that is my favorite 
that's your favorite that's my favorite too yeah okay uh, understanding money is my favorite thing making money is her favorite thing so that is what she does so i understand money in a, in a way that it allows you to navigate on this planet especially it's a kind of energy i always give example of uh, you know equivalent of money as electricity mm. so you have electricity coming inside your house it can be used for anything so a lot of people have this grudge against money that too much of money spoils you too mm. much of money is evil and all the people who have lots of money they have they have the money taken, is a bad yeah uh, they have taken it through uh, the bad means they earn it through the bad means and we should not worship money we should be very conservative about it uh, hide your money off. hide your money don't show it off uh, so a lot of people have this idea about money and I, it takes a lot of time to deconstruct this idea because because of this idea they are not able to make enough money because money is a source of energy just like electricity coming into your house you can use it to power your uh, lights you can use it to cool your food in a fridge heat your food in the oven you can use it to run the acs and your whatever tvs and charge your phone at the same time if it is not used properly it can burn your house down so understanding money from that point of view is very important and it, most important characteristic of money is it has to flow mm. it can't remain stuck like it, it won't stuck like an emotion inside your body it is going to flow whether you like it or not money likes to flow and whatever experiences that you can create with that flow that is what the purpose so of so this money. is a very important thing because money really likes to flow money does not like to be hoarded or does not like to be held on and what i've seen mostly in people who have a tendency to hold on to money and not like spend let's say on self care or on their self or like you know experiences experiences like just using money to create life experiences if people are afraid of that because they're going to like they think they're going to run out of money that money will find a way to flow it will yeah. find a way to flow in terms of health problems so you'll end up paying doctors and hospitals that money will find a way to flow into other crises like um, legal stuff or something money will always find a way to flow and um, money likes to grow right so if you're not creating flow for money at least you create growth for money by doing like again that's not something that i am an expert at i'm very good at allowing money to just flow and i always receive whatever i need more than what i need and then i'm able to redirect it in the places that it's supposed to go i have no interest in holding on to money right because it comes when i need it money yeah, just comes i'm it doesn't blessed, work yeah. there like electricity same thing electricity if you don't allow if you don't use it it will flow to the next house yeah. it's as simple as that or you can like send electricity into a transformer where yeah, it's going yeah. to transform and then power more places power right so more if it's excess it goes into the transformer the same thing with money you can use that money if it's beyond your needs like if it's more than what you need then you allow it to grow in different ways like i i see this with a lot of the investors and the vcs right yeah. when they once have money that serves all their wants and needs then they start thinking of how they can use this money to create more flow or growth and that's how they invest in companies and then those companies grow and then money is just always expanding and there's more than enough money for every human need there is money for human greed also uh, <laughs> there's there's more than enough money that we need but again we'll talk about money in more detail like what is money also right where did the system of money like yesterday start? we were talking about money you know? money uh, uh, money is like different for different beings of mm. earth mm. like how you how a physical being will relate to money is different than what your spiritual being is right. going to relate to 
because spiritual being is energy form it will look at money as energy form creating experiences right, having right, those right. emotions being or generated or like this the ability to be free yeah it, it allows mean, you freedom it my, allows you to travel for me money is so important because it gives me the freedom to just live independently live alone buy whatever i want to buy exotic blueberries uh random stuff that i want to buy when it comes to food crystals. no one's really telling me You're crystals ah uh, no no one's really telling me how i should uh, where i should put my money so the fact that i have my own money gives me immense freedom and i i think every woman and every man should have that but anyway we'll talk about this more in detail when we go into money yeah itself. at least you should have ability to make money yeah. make i mean we money. all have that ability it's just that it's been suppressed forgotten or pushed under societal conditioning So there's a lot to talk about money actually when we go into that podcast. Next your strong point Mukda. Which one? Knowledge. <laughs> okay yeah. Self knowledge. So yeah yeah this one again I can talk for hours. It's so see beyond all of this no time and money and um emotions becomes part of that self knowledge itself but I think one of the biggest biggest keys that will help you unlock everything you need to know for you to do what you want to do is is knowledge of yourself okay so people often think knowledge is about um, acquiring knowledge about like from books and like just becoming this intellectual person so that knowledge is good too it is important to develop your intellect it is important to nourish your mind and develop your intellect with the right kind of knowledge but while we are doing that it is also important to go deep and seek knowledge of self right this question of who am i why do i exist what am i here to do how am i going to do that better who created me these are basic questions that one should be asking actually every single day because when you ask these questions automatically the knowledge that like you know it's it's like somebody who's really thirsty and that thirst can only be quenched by that specific answer it's that so immediately the universe will start sending you more and more information that helps you answer these questions when you answer these questions right when you start becoming more self aware and develop deeper self knowledge is when you start seeing your life for the real picture that it is right mm-hmm. we spoke about disillusionment uh, a couple of podcasts ago how um, actually breaking out of that disillusioned self really helps you find your purpose find your purpose but that knowledge of self is something that is super important when it comes to helping you understand where you're even supposed to go taking the same boat analogy right to know that okay you are somebody who can navigate a boat and then to know where this boat is supposed to go and you'll have all the currency you'll have all the money you'll have all the time right. to do it your emotions you'll be very excited about this boat trip but where are you going to go and why should you go there and who are you to navigate the boat right what makes you special enough what makes your boat the one that belongs to you that you have to understand without that knowledge you'll just be like going floating around in that stream getting knocked over by something scrambling and no, this, this reminds me of my one biology experiment in my 11th class okay. so there is a earthworm which has a nerve ring mm. kind of structure mm. So I was told that if you remove that nerve ring, that earthworm will survive, hmm. but it will keep doing the same, same. thing. Same, it will get stuck so in a loop. So it is like it will go on in its loop, and it will die eventually With of exhaustion. exhaustion. Yeah. So I think the same thing will happen if yeah, you don't have that. Yeah, you will die. Nerve. And I like I see so many people going through life. See, because the body comes with a deadline. like literally deadline it's going to die right it's, it's unless you do like a lot of work on biohacking and keeping your cells alive and everything and like focus on immortality your body comes with a expiry date 
people go through life like this earthworm yeah. people just go through life in that repeat rinse lather uh, repeat rinse lather kind of a thing they're just getting knocked around by life they're getting exhausted every single day they're getting more and more tired and one day they just Please die say. But if you know why you have this body, if you know why this body exists, if you know who are you, like why were you even created and how many times you might have come into a body different I think different most types. of us have that nerve ring removed, right? No? That is, I think, like uh, a lot of effort goes into that. Um, I don't know when we're going to do one podcast just on like the conspiracy theory stuff. <laughs> we'll get you one. Yeah, but like the pineal gland, the pituitary, the thyroid, your heart itself, so many of your energy centers are blocked because of different, different toxins coming from the environment because of what you see on mainstream media, the mass narrative, the thing that was shown in Bollywood, Hollywood, all of these movies, you just forget like that's how the nerve cells are numbed. Alcohol, smoking just makes it worse. Um, marijuana is one of those things that actually numbs people even more. I, I really like this entire CBD oil renaissance that's coming and Canada making marijuana legal and all of that. I keep questioning where is that coming from and what I see with a lot of the users is they become numb. They become numb they, to life. Again, they're using it out without purpose. Yeah. There is no purpose so to whatever they're just they getting through the day in that state of... So oh, again, it comes back to the knowledge, the fundamental question. Okay, okay, knowledge is important. To know about everything, what yeah. is good and what is bad for you, how and, to navigate. And I think it's not just self-knowledge, right? Like I repeatedly started speaking about this, that yes, like initially I was uh, engrossed in self-knowledge. But I think it's important to know about yourself and it's important to know about the world outside. And that balance, like you have to see what's happening in the world along with understanding who you are so that you can, again, go through the it's flow. It's like knowing about the roads yeah. so that you can navigate Yeah, properly. otherwise you'll, you'll just know about yourself, you'll know you're excellent at navigating, you'll go off to one side, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're just focusing on the world, you'll just keep looking at the world, you'll go off to one side. But that center line is when you're spending enough time in self-awareness and enough time in understanding the world outside you and then you are in the state of balance. I remember uh, my favorite author, like I don't read much because he told me not to read much. <laughs> Jiddu Krishnamurthy is one guy I really admire. I just browse through his quotes and he said you should burn down all the books on this planet because people have stopped thinking. People no, have but started I don't asking think that's questions. necessarily true, Avinash, because people I... People have started questioning, people have started uh, thinking on their own. Everybody is living a borrowed philosophy of life. And uh, because of that, they're actually a replica or copy of one or the other ideology. I don't think it's a problem with books. I think it's a problem with how we are taught to read books. Mm, so maybe. a good book would trigger you into asking these questions about yourself. That's the kind of books I read, right? Like I'm reading the drama of the gifted child or I'm reading about uh, no bad parts, which is mostly about internal family systems. So both of like, these are the books I'm reading. They both trigger the self-inquiry and the inquiry about the outside world. Now, had I read these books just to kind of intellectualize them and not Use make it, it about yeah. for self, I would have just become very intellectual about these topics, very opinionated about those topics, uh, debated really well about them without really understanding what is the crux of the material in that book. You will get an invite on TV channel one of these days, those new debates, news debates. Mm, no, I think mm. I'll be very bad at those debates because I'll just tell everyone, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, and that'll be the end of the debate itself. So, no, that's why I don't get it. I remember one panel discussion you went to, you know, yeah. the topic was different than you were. Oh my God, that was such a disaster. I, that was my... But, but you did well, actually. Okay, if you say so. <laughs>
All right. So, yeah. what does self knowledge mean for you? I mean, I just went like eloquent about what it was for me. I know the topic, the entire thing that we talk about, no, the flow. I allowed myself to flow the way universe was taking me. Like mm-hmm. I took, mm-hmm. I bumped, and I, you know, bang into obstacles. I ran into rocks, and for last so many years, I am doing that. Mm. And through that, I am learning about myself. So somewhere, it took me a lot of time to learn. It took me a lot of time to come to a place where Mukda was waiting for me and <laughs> <laughs> to guide me, to navigate me. Okay, go this way. This way. You have taken all wrong turns, but still you have reached here. Now from here on, just take this route. Thank it you. It was <laughs> Yeah, my, all my self-knowledge has come from the experiences that I have had on this planet. A uh, lot less about inquiring for myself, but now, I have started questioning, yeah. I have started doing things the way they are supposed to be. And it makes like much easier, like it flows. I always believed in flow. I, I ensure that even my previous profession was a grease maker, like which makes it, which makes things flow or a lubricant for that matter. So the self-knowledge for me about the flowing, my taking myself through it. And um, that is the experience uh, uh, whatever experiences life has given me has made me immensely um, intellectual in a sense that I can do a podcast with you and talk all these big, big words. Um, but at the same time, I am equally uh, internalizing all these thoughts. Mm. In fact, all these podcasts that we do and all the shows that we conduct and all the questions that we keep asking and all the mind work that we do with our clients, it is actually internalizing my self-knowledge journey. Mm. So I've learned so much in last three, four, five years that I'm working with you that uh, it has become, I don't need a book actually. You give me a lot of books. I hardly read any of them and you know it. Right? But at the same time, it, it makes me richer, all the experiences that I have. I think with you, because your innate desire was to create more flow, it was always about seeing what obstructs flow in other people's life, right? You were very focused on other people, other, like, where is somebody else's flow blocked? And then, like, you know, you kept looking at the external world and those experiences. And yes, you stumbled and you knocked into things and all of that, right? So I think with you, what really happened um, most of your life was... Um, I think it was like, how do I create more flow in, in, in the environments I'm in, with, for the people that I live with, for the people I care about. So you're always very external looking. Ki what is really stopping flow in their lives, right? And then like you were learning more about the world, more about their lives, more about what is really going on in them and sometimes getting entangled in their lives. Yeah. And then that's where the crashes and the burns yeah. and everything was happening because of that entanglement and trying to understand their life. And somewhere through that, little, little, maybe bits about yourself you were understanding versus what I see of you now is like, especially in the last one year, I see you going more and more deeper into the entire self-inquiry process. Where you might not be doing it as actively as I do. Like I actually meditate on this. I sit, I give myself that quiet time to just understand my mind a little better, my psyche. Uh, You, I think, receive information even when you're swimming or whatever. But at least that process of self-inquiry which um, <coughs> at least that process of self-inquiry, which you weren't so deep into in the first uh, two and a half years of our relationship. I, I see that now, right? Um, we will talk about this in detail. Okay. And in the episode. Go into it. So this, this we'll talk about uh, like 
his approach of looking more at the external world and then coming to a point now where he started self-inquiry and then receiving knowledge about self. In, in another episode when we go into self-knowledge, uh, my this thing was a little reversed. I was always very introspective trying to learn about myself, not so much about the outside world, which is I didn't understand legal and finance and also, but like, what is this world made of? But that's what, na? so both of us have our different approaches to knowledge and now both of us are finding a deeper balance, right? So that is what we'll speak about when we do an entire podcast on self-knowledge. True. Um, what other things are important, uh, Avinash? Which other keys do you like? We, I think we have about 10. 10 keys. Uh, maybe we have just enough time to talk about one more today and then we'll cover uh, five more in the next one and then we'll go deeper into each of them. Yes. Which one do you want to talk of out your, of the your, remaining? Your favorite. Which is? Consent. <laughs> So uh, before before I met Mugda, I had zero idea what consent is all about. I, not I mean the term itself, like you know, I used to honor people's request and people I mean other person's opinion, other person's view, but I had you know zero idea about consent and how important it is. So maybe I'll give you a lot of time to talk about this. This is a favorite time, I mean the favorite topic. And I have learned so much from you about consent. Right? Now I practice that and I expect other people to seek my consent before they do anything with my life or my time or my resources. So over to you, Mugda. Consent <laughs> is yours. <laughs> I, well, I, I give you consent. <laughs> oh, thank you. You are allowing me to be self-expressed. Thank you so much. This is the kind of man society needs where the woman is allowed to be self-expressed. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what is consent? Consent is just the power that all of us are gifted with that we don't practice enough. Okay. So people think consent is about saying yes, because even that's what you said, like what I want to say yes to. It's more about what you want to say no to, right? The things you want to say no to will determine the things that actually are going to flow into your life. And consent is very, very uh, deeply linked with boundaries. Uh, in fact, a lot of the work that we do with our clients when we do the embracing the human experience work is helping them understand what their boundaries are and then using their consent to honor those boundaries like a warrior. Anyone tries to violate my consent, they'll be annihilated, right? And like physically also, I've learned martial arts to do that. I know how to use credit cards to chop off somebody's ears. I know how to use keys to kind of maybe just poke a hole in somebody's throat that they can't breathe. I can physically, somebody tries to violate my consent, it's death for them. But even if they try to violate my consent emotionally, right? Like through emotional blackmail or through manipulation, it's still, and you know, it depends on the boundary I set with them. So, uh, what is consent? Consent is your no, right? Like, what are the things you're saying no to? Because this universe is designed to run on free will. Yes, we are here in service of the divine. Yes, we were created here in service to the divine and its uh, expansion plan for God to expand itself. But we have been given this very, very powerful ability to say no to things that we don't want to do because it's an experiment on free will itself, right? And the more we exercise our free will, in our reality, in our world, with the people we live in, with whatever work we do, the more free you will feel. Freedom and consent are again super linked. Okay, so freedom, boundaries, consent, they're all like this big piece of a puzzle that creates that sense of sovereignty and a sense of freedom that every human being wants. 
Um, and I think animals actually exercise their consent more openly than humans do. Humans get, um, like, the minds get programmed very, very early. Look at a child. A child doesn't want to go to school. And the child will show that in every possible way. Crying, throwing a tantrum, wailing, not wanting to wear I, uniforms. I think it's consent is violated most in the society. No? It starts from there, no? because a kid <coughs> learns that, okay, its consent is not going to be honored because it starts expressing its consent. It starts with that. And then it learns, oh, not like, not honored, not honored, not honored. I get punished, I get punished, I get punished every time I try to honor my own consent. I get rewarded when I violate my consent and somebody else, Kelly, I do something else. So that kind of overtime gets programmed into people's head that, you know, your consent is not important. Um, what others want you to do is far more important and you start feeling depleted, you start losing energy, you start dying small deaths every time when you violate your consent. Again, I can speak about five about this for five hours, like consent itself. Uh, there's like Johan and I keep having this debate whether kids are actually whether kids have consent or uh, not. It comes from the free will fundamentally. Yeah, so I really think every every being has free will, every being has consent. And uh, yes, parents have the responsibility of choosing things, um, things like let's say even vaccines, right? Uh, because a kid might not have enough information. But you look at any kid, no kid is willingly open to taking a jab. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I mean, we'll, we'll go into consent more. We'll actually even do a, like, a little philosophy around consent. Like, do kids really have consent or not? Maybe we'll bring Johan in for that podcast. Yeah, yeah, we need someone else. Yeah. Why do we need someone else? I mean, someone who is more knowledgeable than I think you honor your own consent and I think that much knowledge... I've learned too, like I'm still yeah. a student. So we could talk of that no? from that perspective, yeah. what was I'm, happening I'm, when you were not doing that. I'm still a student of this consent university. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning from the chancellor directly. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, but that's one of my core values also. It's also one of the values we have at iThrive because we will not violate anyone's consent. It's like the worst karma the, you uh, Kids not having consent is 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 a myth, right? No? Yeah. According they, to me. Everyone is programmed uh, with the self-preservation thing. Yeah. They know what is right and yeah. what is wrong. Yeah. When the kid is, the toddler is hungry, he will cry, right? Yeah. He or she will yeah. cry. And when, when the child doesn't want food, it won't open it its won't mouth, open. but the parent will force it. Then the kid learns, oh, uh, my, even my. The nature is created any kind of you know the small being in such a beautiful way that anyone will feed them like their, their safety is taken care yeah. of mostly like 99.99% yeah. people will take care of them that yeah. is how they are designed so they have been programmed to be taken care of my entire divorce decree was based on my daughter's consent. I know, yeah, I mean. I, I, the courts don't understand it. The lawyers don't understand no it. Understands. No one understands it. Like, what is this mad woman not fighting for custody, but saying that her daughter's consent is more important where the daughter chooses to be, which parent. Yeah. Now, I did that from a very... Because for me, it's like... It's it, like, how can anyone not understand consent, right? Like that's what That was my mind. And then I saw how that divorce decree itself was violated in so many ugly ways by the law, by the people, the people, by like the misunderstanding of what it meant has been entirely made into this horrible. We, we will, of, we will yeah. talk about this also, right? Yeah. In the the full pleasure episode on the consent. Yeah. And it's very interesting subject. Like I, I often wonder. Where was my consent? Like I, I let people violate me in so many different ways yeah. at so at different times of my life, and I didn't understand this at all. So yeah, it's important to understand consent, and it especially is. India being 
the rape capital of this world like that kind of yeah and not only the reported rapes the you know the yeah, other physical kind of, rape is still a very uh, malignant outward expression of consent violation right i speak of the innocuous everyday at home violation of consent that happens even between yeah, two yeah. adults not just children in laws parents teachers authority figures yes. slowly slowly inching into somebody else's consent right so it's it's horrible so on that serious note we will take a pause we will <laughs> join you yeah uh, so the next time we'll we'll talk about boundaries we'll talk about uh, the natural, natural law. law we'll talk about uh, what else was there freedom freedom i think is an outcome avinash it's yeah. it's an expression of these all things being honored right um we'll talk a lot about these remaining topics that we couldn't cover today i want to also talk about evil <laughs> like uh what does knowing or understanding or unlocking the key of evil have to do with creating flow in your life because evil is real it exists the more you acknowledge its presence and understand how it works the easier your life will be it's like that hidden alligator lying inside water as your boat is going about if you don't know how to spot for the signs you'll end up going into that alligator's belly right so it's important to talk about evil also and that's why we'll talk about shadow work and all of that but it's going to be an interesting series i think this is going to take us to like another 24 podcasts maybe yeah as long as you guys keep supporting watching and sharing yeah I please continue. do share please like please comment and let us know if the content makes sense if it needs to change we are going to continue to do this like i said we are sharing our experiences so that people can learn through them and uh, yeah that's about it we so bye bye until we... next week bye bye